Hey, Alex, you recording uh, yet? Yeah, I am actually right now. Uh, you, you're good to go? Good. Yeah? Because I learned something today. What did you learn, Charlie? Scorpions can reproduce asexually. Oh, joy! And once it has one, they just start, like, shooting them out like a scorpion manufacturing plant. Oh. And there's no way of knowing if you have an asexual one that can reproduce on its own. Hey, did your girlfriend I, fail to mention this? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You know, on the list of shit that scorpions could do, I mean, other than, like, breathe fire and throw hooks and yell, get over here. And draw and on course, people. Yell, you know, and, and, and of course, wield a handgun. Yeah. Did not know that they could asexually reproduce. I didn't either, hence why I thought you'd find this information useful and in no way negative. Hmm. Uh, I'll be right back. I gotta call Mandy. We're rediscussing the, rediscussing the terms of the Scorpion contract. Wait, what do you get out of the Scorpion contract? To live. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 73, title forthcoming. As always, yeah, I'm... Yeah, so there's a, there's a working title. Yes, a working <laughs> title. As always, I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, a.k.a. some nickname they'll come up with in a second, and them being Alex, a.k.a. Unvader nope. Gur. Wow. Say what? Jeff, Whoa. a.k.a. Unvader Gur. You two are now the same people, apparently. Nope, Apparently we have swapped. So. I am Mave Online. You can catch me streaming on Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> usually, I do it all for the. Uh, I do it. I stream to uh, support Extra Life. It's for the kids. It's a good cause. I own and wear a horse mask and live in perpetual fear of not arachnids, but other multi-legged creatures that live in my apartment. And I am Jeff, aka Invader Gur. Uh, I am a pale fellow. Who enjoys yeah, you must metal? Sunburn a lot. Uh, I sunburn quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it's rough. I stay indoors as much as possible, and I am also a connoisseur of stringed instruments such as guitars, specifically mm -hmm. guitars, if you will. <laughs> I say, Jeff, when did you learn to play the cello? Yeah, yeah. No, I, if if I was any, I, you know, if I was a Game of Thrones character, I would be a guitar smith because I build guitars. <laughs> yeah, a what's the word for that? A luthier, so I've heard. Oh, is that the name? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fino. I think Guitar Smith just sounds a lot cooler. It does sound better than Luthier. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Luthier's yeah. pretty fucking metal, too. Luthier like, sounds like he's kind of like Luther. I, he, so, he may also be like a wizard with that kind of name. Like, oh, what do you, I'm a Luthier. You got casting black magic back there, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to hear a random tidbit about uh, that kind of brings all the topics you just listed together? Sure. <laughs> So I was listening to a uh, guitar manufacturer talking about the guitars they built, and they were talking about why they were so heavy. Okay. And the answer is the woods were sourced in China, and in China they use a lot of chemicals to make the trees grow super fast, and part of that is metal is in the soil or in the chemicals they use. So the guitars wind up being heavy because they literally have actual like metal within them. And the manufacturer was actually trying to say that that sounded like, or it sounds good to uh, to them, and it, but it makes it heavy. And I'm like, 
Your guitars literally contain metal in the wood. That's cool as shit. That's over yeah. Like, that just might be the most metal thing I've ever heard of in a cheap. Don't or don't get too close or let this thing. You know, don't don't lick it or else you might get lead poisoning. Kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know what is in this thing, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That is fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it brings a whole new meaning to the phrase heavy metal. No, that's a movie. No. <laughs> oh man, there's there's a piece of my childhood. That shouldn't have been a piece of your childhood. Shouldn't, but it is. Yep. <laughs> and the thing is, is it being a piece of my childhood is that is one of those things that like the demographic of people who've seen that movie, it's like, were you alive and like just slightly past puberty in the year like 1998. <laughs> what, what about 1997? Nope, you missed it. About 1999? Nope, you missed it. <laughs> like, the years that it's acceptable to have, got, have watched the movie Heavy Metal, like, as a person, is really fucking short. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. I should watch it again yeah. sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best line in the whole film is the, uh, when the the comic book kid gets like morphed into like He-Man essentially. Yeah. And he meets the super hot girl and he's like, oh man, she's so perfect. I need to say something thoughtful, something thought provoking. I can't screw this up. You come here often. <laughs> and it works because muscles are effective at things. Ugh. Yeah, getting... <laughs> Getting as far away from heavy metal the movie as possible. What have you been up to this week, Alex? Um, not much. I uh, my phone finally kind of took a shit, so I uh, luckily I have that cool Google insurance that everyone loves. So got it replaced and using the new one now, which is kind of cool. Uh, been playing a little more PUBG and. Uh, Wow, of course, and I'm excited because we'll talk about it later on the news, but we got new patch hype, so happy about that. Uh, I am also back on a not necessarily regulated diet from the hospital, but just kind of watching what I eat normally, and so, uh, yeah, one of the, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of what a ketogenic diet is. No. It rings no? a bell, and I'm not sure why. I feel like... So, Somewhere I read about this recently for some weird so it's reason. So it's a high-fat, low-carbohydrate, you know, medium-protein diet. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you consume minimum, minimum amount of carbohydrates, and you have fats, and, you know, it's basically the diet where bacon's cool. So Ah, so <laughs> why? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I'm doing that, but one of the side effects of going into ketosis is... Uh, you basically go through carb withdrawal, if that's the thing, if that makes sense. But you basically develop flu-like symptoms without actually having the flu. Exciting. And so it lasts about a week, and I'm right in that Fucking phase. <laughs> and so I'm you right in bastard. that phase of where you feel like you have the flu, but you actually don't at all. You're not even contagious. It's just your body's going through these withdrawals. So... Yeah, I'm so sorry. Alex. I've actually heard about this because I live in California, and people are all about that gluten-free lifestyle. This is the thing people confuse as not eating gluten, 
being suddenly a positive in their life. What, do you, uh, what Alex is talking about. Yeah, but this is like... <laughs> I suddenly don't feel like shit. You have you just made it to the other side of withdrawal, and you're just no longer in a negative state. No, anything so is considered better. I, it's so lots of people choose to interpret what Alex is talking about as like it's your body's processing a toxin or something, and when you come out the other side, oh, it's this out of is your one system. of those cleanses I heard so much about now. Yeah, it's not even a cleanse per se. No, no, but it's it. The, mis- inf- the misunderstanding of what you're talking about is the cleanse thing. Like, it's yes. people think when you go gluten free because you stop eating bread frequently is the first step of that. Your body goes through the carbohydrate withdrawal and they think it's like, ever had like a weird massage where like all the toxins get released and you're, you feel like shit? And then the next day you feel like, wow, I feel really good all of a sudden? Yeah. It's because your body has powered through that and people confuse what Alex is going through with that and it's not actually true. No, what Alex no, is going no. through is real, but like, oh, the gluten was released from my muscles and now it's all out of my system. That's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually, it takes a couple of days for you to actually go through that. And you have to consistently not consume any like excessive amount of carbohydrates because it'll break you out of ketosis. So just to kind of briefly explain before we become like a health food, you know, podcast, when you're in ketosis, you're, you know, okay, so you know, your body takes your food, converts it into glucose. And that's what powers your body, right? We, we, we get there? Yeah. So instead, your body turns fat into, uh, well, it uses the fat from your body and what you eat, and it uses that to produce energy instead. So you actually don't use glucose for energy when you're in ketosis. You use something else completely different. And when you don't eat carbohydrates, your body produces ketones to break down fat for energy. Now, that would normally be a good thing, and it is, except you need to be very careful about it because if you don't drink water, you can become, uh, what do they call it? Uh, you can get ketoacidosis, so you can get sick from it. So you drink your water, but on the nice side, you can eat stuff like bacon and bacon. So I can eat three squares of bacon a day. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it's not like you're completely avoiding carbs altogether. You get your carbohydrates from vegetables. You know, your spinaches, stuff like that. So, Well, Alex, welcome back... to my lifestyle where it's to eat predominantly meat and smear mm-hmm. at other food. Yeah. So that's pretty. That's that's my life right now is getting through the uh, the withdrawal phase of the carbohydrates. So it'll be a while, but once I'm in it, it's uh, it'll be pretty fun. I, I, I know what you're going through is a real serious medical backed up thing. But anytime mm-hmm. someone talks about um, how they're going through withdrawal of some food, I always have like a flash to like them in an alley with some dude in a trench coat being like, I'll suck your dick for a loaf of bread, motherfucker. Right? Yeah. That well, is what I, the gluten free future looks like, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, you go to a back alley and some guy's like, I got them Pop Tarts. You want a hit of the Pop Tart? Yo, dog. Oh, yeah, I gotta, I'm chosen for my fix, you bro. You want that sugar? Just give me the Pop Tart. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, one guy was dealing like garlic bread or something, and it's like, what is this a testament to hedonism? <laughs> hey, bro. It I has got that cheese good. and garlic on it. <laughs> hey, bro. Four types of grains. <laughs> you know you want that. <laughs> Multi grain, motherfucker. It's the eight grain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's uh, it's it's very much what that is. I mean, it sounds silly to say you're going on withdrawals from 
Brett, but it is very much a thing. No, and we, we wish you best health. Thank yep. you, sir. On a side yeah. note, the annual SWS cake eating contest is next week. <laughs> and all members of SWS say. are expected to attend, except Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Alex, you or you use the phrase of, uh, at the risk of this becoming a health nut podcast, Charlie, we're still meeting at Grilla Mall next Tuesday, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, I could probably have something at Grilla Mall, but just get it with no bread. Yeah, they'll, like, they'll let have, us wrap shit for you. Yeah, yeah. They'll, let you, they'll let you serve that between other things. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can go double down style and just serve it between two other meats. Can we take a second to talk about the double down? <laughs> Wait, we need to I revisit the double down, a discontinued sandwich? I miss it so much. Not that I liked it, but the fact that someone said, this is an idea, let's market the shit out of it, is one of my favorite kind of faux pas in human history. It's like, what is it? It's two pieces of uh, deep fried chicken, okay, with like a slice of cheese, okay, and a piece of bacon between them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to act about the like it's a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> so where's the bread? There is no bread. It's there chicken. There is no bread. Yeah, it's very much... I don't know if you guys ever watched 30 Rock, but there's an episode where they come up with... Or was it uh, Tracy Morgan's character comes up with something similar to that? <laughs> that uh, he uh, essentially is... Uh, he makes meatballs, but like just meat with another meat in the sandwich, like a yeah. George Foreman grill looking thing. And he ends up not doing it because the grease is burning people from the uh, from the grill. But yeah, yeah, it's very much you take two meats and put it between other meats. I, I, I'm assuming you're familiar with the double down challenge, right? What is the double down challenge? It was a double down between two double downs. Oh, no. I've heard of the McGangbang. That's not a challenge. No. <laughs> I mean, the uh, yeah, we're not getting healthy, guys. <laughs> this is—I told you this is a food cast with a uh, video game problem. I intend yeah. to live right up until the point I die. That's all I'm saying. Oh, but yes, it's very much. Uh, that's that's pretty much my week right now. Nothing too fancy. Uh, Let's see. Hmm. No, that's pretty much it for me. Just oh. mainly the, the, the health focus right now is where I'm at. So. It's good to focus on such things. It is. It is. You know, I'd, I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to, to live. Not that I'm not dying or anything, but, you know. it's a, We're going to have a serious moment here, but, like, diabetes runs in my family. So it's nice to kind of take care of yourself so you don't have to worry about that kind sure. of thing. Sure. We hope, yeah, we hope this that, turns out well for you. Thank you. Thank you. I, no I doubt we'll so be too. making some crude jokes about this in the weeks to, and months to come about how it's like, wait, wait, you're eating what and you're on a diet? Okay, yeah, that, that's totally a diet, not just excuses. Yeah. Big head. Yeah. 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 I, I look forward to doing, like, when we do our, uh, well, if we do an end of year, like, stream event, like a 24-hour thing or something, I look forward to where the oh, challenge is, like... Oh, you blood drunk? No, I'm not doing blood drug for 24 hours. Fuck that noise. That would kill you. (laughs) This kiss kills the podcast. (laughs) So what are we doing? We're mixing Red Bull and grain alcohol. What? Don't worry about it. (laughs) 
But you have to get that weird ass cranberry. My liver is going ripple. on an extended vacation without me. <laughs> we have a doctor present and an EMT and two livers. There's three of us, two livers. Surely one of us will be able to make it just fine. <laughs> yeah. So I look forward to what the challenges everyone is drinking. And they're like, Alex, you know, if you're doing Mario Kart, you got to finish that loaf of bread before you get across. And then I just die from the carb overload. <laughs> Cut to like the week after that, you're in some bathroom injecting oatmeal into your arm. Yeah. Freaking the Quaker Oats guy is my dealer. Oh, God. That's a horrible image <laughs> of him like hanging out in some alley being like, who got, who needs, who got, hey, how you doing? Just seeing that head on a trench coat <laughs> yeah. is like... Yeah. And he like opens his trench coat up and he's got those one minute oatmeal packs that are flavored. He's like, I got what you need. One minute. I got apple to... flavor. Yeah. One you know minute. You want and that cinnamon. To... <laughs> yeah. Less than one minute. You can be from here to Flavortown, baby. Come on. I got what you want. Oh, you're out, out of money? Fucking... <laughs> yeah. We'll work First something free out. If you tell your friends. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're sucking dick for minute ready oatmeal. We played a video game about making minute oatmeal at one point. Oh, wow. Not about that, sucking that dick for oatmeal, shit, but... <laughs> I'm like, what game involves sucking dick for oatmeal, but go on, I'm intrigued. I'm blanking on the name right now. I... Himself, I totally thought exactly what you did, Alex, of which game involves <laughs> sucking dick for oatmeal. <laughs> well. Oh... Uh... But yeah, Sucking Dick for Oatmeal is my new band name. Taking it on tour next year, so <laughs> keep an eye out for Sucking Dick for Oatmeal. Yo, we Sucking Dick for Oatmeal. That's a personal choice you should keep to yourself. <laughs> We've got a good financial backing. Quaker Oats is behind us. We're good to go. <sighs> on a side note, Quaker Oats, I'm not really starting a band with that name. Please don't come after us for anything involving your, your brand. What is... Wait... What instrument do you play? <laughs> what did you do? The spoon! The spoon? The spoon! Look out the new spoon single tet, one tet. We're a spoon, we're a spoon sucking dick group. for Quaker Oats brand Quaker Oats. <laughs> did we mention Quaker Oats? No TM at the end of that. The single spoon player is coming to steal your profits in the form of banned merchandise. <laughs> And tarnish and soil your good name as a brand by associating it with fellatio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aren't you glad you know us, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> My first track name will be Fellatio Raisin Cookies. I looked up <laughs> the name of go. the game I was thinking of. It's the average everyday adventures of Samantha Brown. Yes. It's actually a really interesting game. Yeah, we have a video for it. You should go watch it if yeah. you're curious. It does yeah. not contain dick sucking. It does contain oatmeal. <laughs> the game is a, so, or is a mental experiment, and it has Jim in it. And yes. Jim is like our resident expert on that. It's, it's like it's his job or something for reals. Yeah. yeah. It, it sometimes makes you wonder, did, Al, did uh, Charlie meet Jim in, in therapy? <laughs> no, I bet him playing Cards Against Humanity in a bar. <laughs> I want to say this makes sense and explains so much, but I don't think it no, does. No, it doesn't. It's like, oh, this just God. raises more questions. Why were you doing this? What bar would let this happen? 
<laughs> well, I've got bars near me that would let this happen, provided you and Jim were like in the vicinity to accomplish it. But. Uh, it's it's a local legend, actually, in the L.A. circle of meetup groups and stuff like that. I guess the Reddit one, it's become kind of lore at this point. I was a member for two years of the weekly Cards Against Humanity group that met in L.A., and I am the originator of the trophy that we got for that thing eventually. Yeah, I really? remember hearing about that. Yes, I am that guy. I am the guy that brought the trophy for that. I was for a long time the longest continually attending member as well. Hmm. Oh. Well, yeah. That was a cool story. That's where I met Jim. Yeah. We got kicked out of so many coffee shops before we found that bar. <laughs> yeah, that oh, bar was usually pretty cool with you guys as long as you bought stuff. Right? Yeah, but the general rule was if you're old enough to drink, get a fucking drink. If you weren't, get chicken fingers. Yeah. Tip like a motherfucker. It's Wednesday night. No one cares. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Also, most bar or there's plenty of bars these days that just have cards against humanity there. Yeah, we were ahead of the I trend. I have made a, or me and my friends have made a waiter play a, uh, uh, Play a hand for us once. Did he play as Lando? Rando Calrissian? Uh, I don't understand what you're trying to convey. So, in the game, there's a certain set of rules, and they have a thing called Rando Calrissian, where you draw an extra hand, and you just put it to the side, and randomly you pick two whatever of whatever, and throw it into the pile. Oh, so um, okay. is that a custom Reddit group rule, or is that actually no? In the game? It's it's actually in the instruction manual. Huh. It's called I've seen Rand- that played too. Yeah, Rando it's better Carissi. during um, low player games. It kind of helps out. Yeah, it, that's what it, that's what it's intended. Well, to do. like in also... Jackbox, you lost to the game. Well, so we had um in in the meetup group we had special rules that we had like triggers where if someone would say, "God damn it, I just pulled the best card ever." You had to blind the next round. Whatever card you picked up to replace the card you played, you had to play. Because it was just like, stop fucking saying that. We get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I just linked it there, but in the house rules, there's a house rule called Rando Carissian. So. All right. Okay, yeah. All right, so now that we've delved into that. Yeah. Would you like to go over your week, Charlie? Or Why is Alex no. more what I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I played some stuff. Uh, I also got in a feud with Amazon, but that's a dumber topic. Uh, <laughs> mostly, they, they're trying to deliver something to my apartment, and despite me saying, hey, I'm going to be at work, and the issue you had yesterday trying to deliver something hasn't changed, we're now on day three of, hey, we can't get in your building. I know. I told this to the person on Monday and the person on Tuesday. Well, can you fix this? No. Can you change what address it's going to? No. Then we're at an impasse. Mm hmm. But. That blows. Yeah. It's. Allegedly, it's too big to be delivered normally which is bullshit because I ordered another version of the same thing through them, and it got delivered, like, through the mail normal. So I'm very confused as to what the hell's going on. 
but strong the, possibility the sender doesn't know how to pick an appropriately sized I, box. Possibly, <laughs> but in video game news, I played some Agents of Mayhem. Ooh, that game sucks. <laughs> okay, I. As someone who is a big fan of Saints Row 1, 2, and 3, and fucking hates every Saints Row game after that, I was really hoping the latest iteration in the Saints Row franchise, because this game is totally part of the Saints Row franchise, don't believe anyone who tells you it's not, might, you know, reinvigorate my love for a franchise I used to love. This game makes me retroactively regret saying things about games like Overwatch. That's kind of how bad it is. Can you explain that comment? So I've, I've, I'm pretty famously on this podcast said a couple times, I think Overwatch should have a single-player mode, and this game is kind of what that would be in some ways, where the game is you you play as an agent of mayhem, one of the 12 available in the game, and they all have a super and a movement ability or two and some stuff, and everyone has a different weapon, and... You go out in squads of three, and rather than... And it's not a multiplayer game. There's no multiplayer, despite you going out in squads of three. The way it works is you literally swap what character you are. Excuse me. On the fly. So, there's no comboing with it. It's not like you have other two people backing you up. It's just like, hey, I'm changing weapon loadouts now. And... Like, this is kind of if Grand Theft Auto met Overwatch in, like, look and style and, like, colorfulness, but then had, like, all the parts I hated about Saints Row 4 shoved into that game, too. And, mm -hmm. like, was a game they completed in, like, the mid-2000s and then forgot to release until right now. Because that's where mm -hmm. the humor kind of is, like... This game makes me regret saying, hey, I think Overwatch should have a single-player mode, because I think this is what that single-player mode would be, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. And... I don't see how Overwatch would have a single-player mode. I mean, they have the scenarios, but even then, you do it with a team. Like... Nah, that wouldn't work. Regardless, uh... I can get by a lot of stuff that I wanted to like it. I got about two hours. and I, I, I was so hesitant about this game, I rented it from Redbox. It was like, I don't know. Saints Redbox Row 4 was... games? Yeah, Redbox yeah. does games. Oh. Yeah. I. Alright. T-I-L. That's one of the few Redbox games I've returned on the same day I rented it. Ugh. Yeah, I... That, that like it's got some weird procedure generated stuff that's bad it's got like the not a lot of the missions feel bad the writing feels kind of dated it's very easy to not like a majority of the characters you play as in that game i like and, and the least defendable part of it is shooting things in that game feels bad like, in a game where you do a lot of shooting things, it it's undefendably bad feeling to shoot things. Especially because huh. they've had games... They've, they Volition has made games that shot better, so you're kind of confused as to what the hell happened. 
Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But on happier news, I played some other stuff that I actually liked. <laughs> okay, or do tell. I played more Nidhogg, mm -hmm. too. Nice. Yes. Yes. By the time you're hearing this, a video for Nidhogg 2 will totally be up. It's a... The dick has been got. That that game's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. I had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, I I, I played some online mode with that. It's... That netcode's not perfect, but it's totally serviceable, and you're playing Nidhogg, so it's kind of okay, even if it's not great. It's it is weird though, because the more I'm playing of that, the more I I have a preference for how Nidhogg One handles some things, but Nidhogg Two is definitely a better game. Hmm. Like yeah, the, yeah. The variety of guns made it a lot of fun. Weapons, or not yeah. guns. The weapons, the weapons, yeah. Yeah. I, don't know why I, had, I said guns. <laughs> yeah. I had some runs with bows that like I, I had a good run with a bow, so I'm now like ah, bows are fine. They're harder to use when you're using them well. There's some real cool moments that happen. Yeah, no, I played that. I, uh, I played a little bit of Absolver, not enough to really talk about it much. I've talked about this game on the podcast, I'm sure. It's kind of an MMO brawler, sort of. You, like, build a character and learn fighting styles and that stuff. I, I'm sure by the time this goes up or shortly after this goes up, there'll be a video for that because that game's kind of cool. And I haven't played enough to really have any thoughts aside for I'm digging it. It's kind of fun. Okay. But the biggest thing I played is the Dauntless of the sorry, the Dauntless Founders Alpha opened up this weekend. And I played a ton of that. Uh makes some sense. Uh Alex told me about Dauntless. It's the monster it's it's a monster hunter like. It's got kind of a World of Warcraft cartoony look going for it. It's that alpha's real bare bones. We'll have a video up for that shortly as well. It's a real cool game with some real promise. It's got to be free to play when it comes out. Uh, it's It's got an interesting loot tier going on, which I'll be curious to see what they do with Ultimate League. So as a founder, I have gotten, I think it's 90 days of champion status, which literally means I get double loot on all missions. Which if I didn't have that, I would not get double loot. I would get normal loot, I guess, and... I don't know how I feel about that, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure all my progress is going to reset a couple times between now and when this game actually comes out, so, okay. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's a, It's got some neat stuff. They have some kind of fun weapons that do other weird things. The weirdest one is definitely the hammer that's also a cannon. Where you can, like, leap in the air using it, and you consume bullets, and that's got a Gears of War active reload mechanic. Which is weird, but kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's about it, though. I get to play some stuff, which is nice. Uh, preparing for Destiny 2, which means kind of checking games off the list. What have you been up to, Jeff? My turn? Yeah. So... My life has changed pretty significantly, so my life, my weeks get really, really short in their description, because um, I now put in enough hours at work that I take half days on Fridays to go to hockey, so 
my regular days are mostly just like I get out of work, I go home, I work out, I go to bed. Um, so that said, um, I don't know if I mentioned on this podcast in a previous week, I was looking at my kitchen table and went, oh shit, did I mention that? My, and I have not watched it yet, but my DVD copy of, uh, Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack has arrived. Nice. Um, which for those who don't know, it appears to be Japan's take on Sharknado. Yeah. Um, and it looks batshit crazy, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, let's see. Video game-wise, I played some, uh, Nier. Um, getting a little bit further in that game, and I'm kind of in one of the sections where there isn't actually a main story question. You're expected to actually just dick around until you find time, or until you, uh, figure out what you're supposed to do. That said, I did have one super meta-fucking moment where I walked up into and talked to a, uh... So there's these, like, mascot characters to the franchise, which is that fucking moon-headed thing that the creator was wandering around wearing at all those press events. And they usually give you the tutorial information, and one of them was, like... One of the lines of dialogue you could say to him is, Why does the map suck so bad, essentially? And his answer is like, yeah, the scanners that de- that determine the maps aren't very good, and the androids that... There's been many complaints about various androids about how bad the map is. Alternatively, you could actually just go explore those sections and actually get to know them instead of being dependent on a map. It's like, wow, game, you just called out everyone for needing a map. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, sorry, is exploring too much for you? I thought this was a video game. Like, all right, game, be a dick, whatever. <laughs> Go out there and explore, um, fucker. I don't want to do it. Yeah. That said, <laughs> it's still a very good game. Sure. Um, But so the payoff of these crazy weeks are this weekend I had the most, like, amazing Friday I've, like, ever had. So my day started off with going to hockey, which was great. And, you know, it's like a like the day in the life of a dog. So best thing ever. And then I had the rest of the day off, so I went to a guitar store, best day ever, or best thing ever. And then after that, I went, uh, or I went out to dinner, nothing special, and then I went swing dancing. So my roommate did ballroom for a long time, and he keeps trying to get me to go to these things, and I'm pretty sure, or he gets me going to these things because they're fun. But I, I told my crazy ballroom story. So what I've learned is going to ballroom dancing is actually kind of eh because they change the dance every week. So you wind up like, okay, I know like five different basic steps and nothing to do with them. Mm. So whereas swing dancing, it's this week it will be swing. Next week it will be swing. The week after will be swing followed up with a chance of swing. So you actually learn more than just the basic step. Mm. Also, girls my own goddamn age are into swing, not ballroom. <laughs> so I actually got to go learn the basic step and then actually got to dance with a whole or a bunch of different girls and actually like got asked to dance and stuff. I'm like, all right, this is a nice change of pace. Um, so if you are young and single, swing dancing, highly recommend. Um, and as I arrived at like said swing place, another one of our friends like texted us like, hey, man. Um, want me to come up to New or it was a, it's a D and D weekend. So my friend stays at, uh, our place in New Hampshire. He's like, Hey, you mind if I come up early and we'll just play magic and drink? And I was like, hell yeah. So I got to go to hockey, a guitar store, 
swing dancing, and then stay up to like three in the morning drinking and playing magic. And it was just like the greatest day ever. <laughs> nice. Um, then the next day was D&D. And then after that, I, on uh, Sunday, my roommate needed to replace the uh, bumper shroud on his car. So I went and visited his family and uh, him, myself, his brother, and his dad all worked together and got the new bumper shroud on the car. Successfully, I did not move anyone this weekend, though. So that was a nice change of pace with how my life tends to roll. Um... But yeah, that basically brings you up to date with my life. A lot of it was spent working. Um, and more of it will continue to be spent working. So hopefully my Friday will be, this Friday will be fun and interesting. Cool. And new video games will resume soon because summer is almost over. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. I also can finally start playing, or now that Persona 5 is out of my life, I can start, you know, doing things like playing more near. <laughs> Got the hindrance out so you can go back to playing, you know, other games that aren't a hundred hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Need a little bit of break between this and my next Shin Megami Tensei game that isn't available on a handheld. Yeah. What would that be? Nocturne. You're gonna go back to Nocturne? Maybe. I don't know. I need to do some other stuff <laughs> first. I need I, have... I need to get some living done. Yeah, live. I need to go outside, see the sun, not question my humanity through moral choices. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think that brings us to news. Is that correct, gentlemen? I, I don't know. So. I haven't heard a certain audio effect that uh, makes me understand that I'm at the news segment. True. Wait, wait. Did you say news? I did say news. What? I'm overtired and silly. And I have the problem. Oh, this bit makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> for all the wrong reasons, but uh, we got uh, Gamescom is happening while we're recording this, and while Gamescom is always a good source of cool trailers, not a ton of big revelations come out of it. There's some rumors that Microsoft and Sony are finally talking about crossplay, so we'll see if that leads anywhere. But in the more confirmed package of things. The Xbox One X will have a Scorpio edition. Mm-hmm. That won't confuse people or anything. Isn't that the point? Trick people into purchasing your shite? I, I just don't get why it's not called the Scorpio. Uh, I don't know. I think they really wanted to ride that X1XX Maybe that should be the name of this there. week's podcast. We're moving from working title to the Scorpio. We're <laughs> stealing it. They don't want it. It's ours. Scorpio edition? Yeah. Yeah. Something we can studio Scorpio edition. It'll be the best Scorpio product ever. It doesn't feature fucking tech specs. <laughs> Although us, you know, us on the podcast is a uh wicked awesome cast Scorpio exclusive. You gotta throw that in no, there. Remember that, that exclusive just died on the fine. No, no. I so when they first when I first heard about this, I was actually kind of hoping this was going to be the crazy dev kit they were passing around, where it had a frames per second counter built into the front, which I thought was one of the coolest features the Xbox One had kind of around the dev kits. So I was hoping the Scorpio edition would be a dev kit edition, where it's like, hey, you have a digital readout for how well your console's running. Like, that would have gotten me to buy this day one, and now I'm kind of sitting here going... If I can't get the Scorpio edition, what's the point ultimately? 
Yeah. It appears to most just be kind of a paint job. It's a little different looking on the outside, and that's about it. I most places are sold out. Target appears to see uh, the alternative sources for video game stuff, like Target apparently still have pre-orders available if you really want one, but I'm sure those will go quick soon. Yeah. Can we just briefly mention that like they released the pre-orders for this sometime in the middle of the night? No, no, no. Apparently? That That's was what the I Super heard. Nintendo. Oh, okay. Never mind. That, that should be on the list. Okay. I, I, I confused it for a second. I'm like, there was a pre-order that went out recently where they went out in the middle of the night, which well, is stupid. But. So I guess might as well transition to that. So uh, Amazon and Best Buy opened up pre-orders for the Super Nintendo, the, the classic, that little device we've talked about a couple times, at some stupid hour of the night and are now completely sold out. And the general consensus is the majority of it went to bots. <laughs> Because of the weird hour of the night. I believe okay. that shit. Uh, yeah, as someone who kind of wanted to try and get one of those things, I'm a little disappointed, but at the same time, I, I just don't know at this point. That thing is... That thing's legacy and story at this point is just so convoluted, I don't even know what to think. Either of you two going to try and track one down? Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what I thought. I have a PS4. I've got the only console from this generation that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a PC. <laughs> I guess I didn't I didn't stipulate that. But PC yeah. is timeless. Yeah. Agreed. Beginning yeah. and end of all my console setup. Well, I lie. But my main setup for years has been that. <laughs> yeah. And my toilet setup is my Vita. May its reign as king of the shitter be... Yeah, just, just moving on. Just moving on. <laughs> getting away from... R.I.P. and Pepperoni Vita. Just getting away from that. Uh, Capcom has released some screenshots, or the, some screenshots have come out of the kind of current build of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Graphics look a lot better. People seem to be enjoying this build more, but most importantly, they fixed Chun-Li's face. Which needed to be fucking done, because yeah. she looked terrible yes. in that rendition. I normally don't care about fighting game graphics, but when something's that bad, dear God. Yeah, no, it was pretty bad. It, and this is the Chun-Li face from Marvel vs. Capcom and Infinite? Yep. They've had two versions of it. Wow, it looks like someone was using a character creator and just was fucking around with slides. Yeah. Her upper lip is huge, which is not a comment that anyone should have to say that isn't talking about Mick Jagger or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was pretty bad, but glad they fixed it. I know they were getting a lot of shit for it. They've gotten lots of shit for that game. I don't think it's totally deserved yet. We'll see when it comes out. I I suspect a lot of people, kind of like with Street Fighter V, are going to go, well, it's Marvel vs. Capcom, so we have to like it. <laughs> but that's, that, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. I guess speaking of fugly stuff, uh, 
The Shenmue 3, the first trailer for it since it was announced, God, two years ago, three years ago, at E3, mm -hmm. has surfaced. It doesn't look great. Not the Shenmue port. I mean, there's some real bad character models in that that have some real weird faces. Are we talking like... This does not look current generation. No. I'm not going to lie. This, it, these characters it, look like they... They don't look like they're actually like built through like third dimension character models. They look like a uh, stick figure with textures slapped on it. That's a little harsh, but not too far off. Like this is pinnacle Dreamcast technology in some ways. Yeah. I mean, I'm semi waiting to find out that like the ma the characters just look like this to emulate like the original system they were on. And then, like, you pan out and the rest of the world's gorgeous would be kind of funny to me. But... Yeah, maybe. I... Parts of the game look very nice. Like, the settings look kind of cool. The character models just are questionable. Yeah, uh, he what... looks like he's related to Chung Lee. I say, what game would I most describe this like? Like, maybe Resident Evil 4 graphics? Maybe? <laughs> I'm serious. No, I, I I know. It's it's But yes, if you're looking for Shenmue news, there's a trailer out there. It looks like Shenmue. Literally, it looks like Shenmue. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. <laughs> but speaking of blasts from the past, I guess, um either of you two remember Brink? Nope. Do either of us what? Remember the game Brink. Yes, yes I do. It had weird parkour mechanics and used soda cans as silencers. Yes, if you were on and the kind of rebel a team. a really obnoxious healing system that would, like, swing your camera around to look at whatever you were healing. Yep. They had some ideas. Yeah, I. it's now free to play on Steam, too. Oh. That's not enough to make me go play it, I've... but that's, that's interesting to know. I, it was... It, I stumbled across this, like, hey, Brink's now free to play. And I'm like, Brink as in the kind of weird parkour shooty game? Yeah. W why would you do that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Brink is one of the, or seems very much a mechanical proof of concept game that got made out into a whole game by accident. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. I mean, their parkour shooty thing, I think, could totally be awesome. Because, I mean, like, you... Yeah. Not that they're directly comparable, but, like, the parkour shooty stuff in, um... Not Titanfall. Or, yeah, Titanfall 2. Um, is totally great. And or, Brink is just... That... Or, if you slam those two things together, you'd have the Brink ability to actually, like, go up and over stuff quickly, mixed with wall running and jetpacks. That'd be totally awesome. Yeah, and you also and have then, other games like the Uncharted multiplayer, especially for 4, have proven people are into multiplayer with some weird verticality. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so... Brink was some good ideas and some not-so-great execution. They had the... They had this hilarious system that was based around, um... They had a, uh, the way you healed people was they took these, like, little healy knickknacks and you'd plug them into, like, the person and it would inject them with, I don't know, super healing. But the problem is, is you'd be, like, shooting someone. It would, uh, bring up the icon if the person was, like, at your feet, like, press E to heal the person below you. So you'd be shooting, 
all of a sudden your character would look straight at the ground, administer it, and then you'd be staring at your feet in the middle of a firefight. Like, ah, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. The game had some kind of cool concepts going on, like Jeff said. Uh, it's, I was just more amazed, like, hey, Brink is back. And I'm like, Brink was never here. Yeah. It came out, and yeah. it did not do well. Yeah. Say, so them making it go free-to-play, it's like, I, I don't think anyone's bought this game in... Jesus, I was in college when that came out. Uh, that I was in the working world for two college, years, I plus think, my dude. master's degree. That's like four or five years ago. <laughs> I think that's older, because I remember being at a EP Games, I want to say. That was 2011, my bad. I thought that was a farther back. I remember being at an EB Games, and I guess it was a GameStop at that point. And, like, the guy at behind the counter was, like, totally selling some dude on Brink because they had a video of Brink in the monitor next to the, uh, the checkout thing. And I I'm looking at it going, like, that's a real cool trailer. What's it play? Like, oh, it's super cool. It's, like, it's way better than Halo and all this other stuff. And I'm like, that's neat. It's not a single shot of gameplay in that trailer. Hmm. It's a very cool parkour video. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people fell for the hype around that game. I, I, it's where I remember like a bunch of like gaming publications being like before that game came out. Holy shit, this game is cool! And then it came out, and they were like, "Yeah, it got problems." Yeah, I remember kind of falling in for at least for me, it fell into kind of the like battlefield problem where it's like after you get a certain amount of the guns that you want, it's very hard to keep caring. Yeah. Um. And this isn't a dig at the Battlefield series either. For whatever reason, Bad Company 2 was always able to hold my attention. Battlefield 3 just couldn't do it. Not sure. This eventually is like, I'm just done of playing Metro. And it's like, there's other maps. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I think I'm just done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess moving on from that. Uh, Valve has announced it will now begin limiting... Steam key distribution specifically to developers. Like so, this is key? the solution to that problem that we were Maybe. referring to before? I think this is more a lot of kind of scumbaggery happens around Steam keys. Okay. Uh, you got the, what's it, the, what are the, what are the reseller guys called? G2A? Yeah, it's, you've got G2A doing it, and like, it's not like G2A has their own platform. They're selling Steam keys. Mm-hmm. And Steam keys are pretty universal, as I understand it. Um, yeah. There's region locking, but yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, basically this is aimed at... You will frequently have people that request significantly more Steam keys than the game justifies in sales. Like, they'll... To really simplify it, say the game sold a thousand copies, and you requested 300 Steam keys as the developer. At that ratio, you have taken business away from Valve, but you're still technically putting a tax on their server and resources to make the game work. Mm. But yes, it is Valve's so kind of one of their solutions to stopping the manipulation of the various Steam systems. I can foresee it basically becoming one of those things like um, 
what's the the term I learned in uh Breaking Bad? Uh, actually, I think it is Smurfs. Um, they just get a whole bunch of accounts to buy things on, as zombies. opposed to one account buying all of them. Zombies. Yeah, those are zombies. Well, I think I thought Smurf is what they call the people that buy the cough syrup. Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I For some reason, I'm still thinking tech smurf, which is the, you have, like, a lower level account and you're really fucking good. Oh, yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I believe that's the term I learned in Breaking Bad for that. Um, but, I don't know, we'll see if it winds up working out. Or, I mean, anytime a company's told me you can only have one, I just made another email account, so yeah. I imagine... Someone's going to figure that out at some point. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice to see someone trying to do something to stop that stuff from happening. This has caused a fair amount of commotion, I guess, in kind of developer circles. So let's see what the final boil out of it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly, uh, Sea of Thieves is confirmed to have cross-play between... The Xbox One and PC players, so you can play with and against your friends on the friendly console in Sea of Thieves, which I still think doesn't have a release date. Uh, yes, it's a hey. nebulous 2018. Ah. Uh, just for those playing hey, along at interesting. home. Interesting. Yeah. Not much there on that one. Uh, moving on to another quickie. Uh, Kickstarter is expanding its accepted creators to welcome in Japanese video game creators in September. Wait, say that again? You can now be a Japanese game creator and use Kickstarter. Oh, that's neat. Starting in September. September 13th. I can't wait massage. to see what off-brand Nintendo massage games they create. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> the the next battle pack for Injustice 2 has come out. It features Hellboy, Black Manta, and Raiden. Hellboy and Black Manta look cool as shit. Yes, they do. I really should pick up that game. Uh, maybe I'll pick up, like, the complete edition. Yeah, they're supposed to be releasing a complete edition with the Warrior 2 pack or whatever. Don't know. I think I saw that, so it might be something to look out like look out for. I could believe it. I have not heard anything to or against that, but that makes a lot of sense. Uh, this one strikes a little close to home for me because it's a game we've played. I've played at least. I know we talked about it on the podcast a long time ago. I think <laughs> there's at least a video somewhere on our channel for it. The game Recore is receiving a definitive di edition. A.K.A. they're actually fucking finishing the game. Hmm. I mean... What was the system we were talking about that this game... Oh, it's the Microsoft Store that this game needed to prove out and prove that we need to keep our faith in Microsoft and the game fell flat on its fucking face? Uh, it wasn't even a bad game. It had lots of problems. And when you got to the end, you had like a vacant slot for one of the robots... That was like, well, there's obviously supposed to be something that goes here. This DLC adds that. It's got okay. a new mission and some other stuff. It's. 
I mean, I guess it kind of does make sense that, like, they were very dependent on this game succeeding, and now they have a bit of an opportunity to actually take another stab at it, and hopefully... Yeah. I guess hopefully succeeds. I guess I've got no horse in the... Uh, in the yeah, if, if you own the game, you'll get a... You know, the version you have will be updated to the definitive edition. It's the fact that they're, they have the stones to call this the, quote, definitive edition, when it's like... Yeah, maybe we didn't finish the original version. So this is the actual release. No, no, it's the definitive edition. Pretty sure the first game shipped incomplete. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's It feels shitty. It's great that they're finally finishing the game, but at the same time, it's like, you're gonna fix all the other issues with the game? Like, the fact that progression in that game kind of fucking sucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, moving on from that. We have... Uh, remember at E3, Bethesda announced a bunch of VR titles? Yes. Spe- a lot of the VR stuff? Specifically Doom, Skyrim, and Fallout 4? Mm-hmm. Well, we have some release dates for that. But the more important part is none of them are coming to the Oculus Rift. They're all going Vive and PS4, what you call it, the PlayStation VR in some cases. My money's on PS4 VR. Yeah, so Skyrim VR is coming out on the PlayStation VR and I'm assuming the Vive November 17th. Doom uh, Doom comes out on December 1st. Um, allegedly it's coming to PSVR at some point, but no confirmed date just yet. And Fallout 4 will come to VR on December 12th. Alleged, apparently just a PC in that case, which makes sense. Is it just me or, like, the, VR feels weird at this point. Like, no one seems to care about it. Like, that whole Oculus versus, uh, God, who was it, ZeniMax? No, that's someone else. Uh, Vive? Talk- no, HTC. Uh, no, the the, the um Oc- the guys that the guys that sued Facebook over the Oculus. I'm blanking on their names. That's right Zenimax. Now. Uh, Zenimax. Yeah, I, that whole thing seems to just have soured in the most weirdly absolute way. The entire VR industry. I mean, I don't know. To me, VR is entirely dependent less on how great VR is and more on how great the games that support it are. And finally, we're getting some AAA titles in the blend as opposed to just being shoehorned on, like, I guess it just being, you know, just all indie feeling or indie level games. Like, I haven't tried it yet, but I hear good things about Resident Evil 7 with VR. Like, that is the type of stuff that I think takes them forward. And the problem is there isn't enough games like that that are like, holy shit, you need VR. You are missing the experience. Ah, sure. Yeah. I mean, the ZeniMax thing wasn't exactly great for VR. I mean, this honestly seems good because it seems like an actual step forward where they're taking... I mean, none of those are exactly AAA titles anymore, but, like, they need to step out of indie. Yeah. I don't... I would not hash out the $400 for an indie games player. Yeah. Like... Even if it plays cool, cute indie games, some of them may be visually amazing. I got fucking Geo Tokyo Fish Attack. I can get very visually interesting things for way less money. 
<laughs> there. I have to leave my brain at the door, which I'm totally happy doing. Yeah. Couple more little quick ones. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 is getting a place, to, uh, getting a PC edition. Ooh, cute. It's 170 nice. gigs. <laughs> well, what compared to fuck? what it's taking up my PS4, that sounds about right. Jesus. That's the 4K, I'm guessing. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. It's a Square Enix PC release, too, so it might be interesting. <laughs> uh, there's been a major Destiny 2 um, Earth Dead Zone leak. I got, there's some YouTube videos out there. Bungie's doing a pretty good job of squashing them. If you mm. look hard enough, I suspect you can find them. If you're curious, go nuts. But yeah, we're, we're drawing close to Destiny 2, which means things are getting weird on the internet. And speaking of weird on the internet, Alex, explain to me why I care about WoW Patch 7.3. 7.3! Argus, boys! So, it's uh, we're finally going to Argus to fight the Legion. And, uh... It's kind of an interesting because they're they're so what makes this patch a lot different than others is there looks like they're already introducing profession items from the next expansion. It looks like there's certain things that are being changed and certain things are being tweaked, and it's kind of giving you a preview of what's to come for the next expansion. What itself. does that mean? Okay, so every time there's a new expansion, there's a new set of like ore and herbs and all that stuff to farm. Okay. For that expansion to make the potions and the armor and all that stuff for that expansion. Well, it sounds like they're already might be introducing what's going to be coming for the next expansion in this patch. Because there's a whole new set of herbs and ore to mine and a bunch oh, of other stuff. Is. Yes. Like, not even kidding. Yes. Like, it's a thing. So, it looks like they might be introducing some of the stuff like that normally comes with the new expansion early. And... Uh, as opposed to the last expansion, where there was an entire year before they got any content updates. Since Legion has been out, uh, Blizzard has successfully released a content patch every 77 days. So, they've been really good about that. And so, it's, it's a nice change of, of pace for, for WoW and the future of that game. So, I guess they learned their mistakes from... What was it? Uh, not Cataclysm. From... Uh, Ah, the one the, the orc expansion, which I can't remember all of a sudden, and the one before that, which was the monk one. So, uh, Mists of Pandaria and Warlords of Draenor. There you go. Why do I, I know can't believe that? I didn't remember those. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I mean, you had dry spells of content. I think they went um, between the last patch of Warlords and. The new expansion, it was over a year. Yeah, we've talked in I, depth about that a couple times. Yeah. So now they've been good about releasing content every 77 days. So uh, they figured out a nice system so they can still delay the raid tiers. But you get introduced into the content of that next patch a couple days or a couple weeks before the actual gated openings of the tier, the raid tiers start, so to speak. So it's... it's they've definitely are playing a different tune. And I kind of just like how the way things are going with that. But yeah, we're going to Argus to face the Legion. And possibly Sargeras himself. So. 
you think Sargeras will kind of be the finale to this season, for lack of a better phrase? Like, if he's the last thing you guys do as a big event, would that make sense? So, I mean, it's possible, but I doubt we'll face Sargeras himself. From what I've seen is we're actually facing some of the old Titans in a weird form. Like, they've been kind of just shrunk, like it's old avatars of them, so to speak. So we're technically fighting some of the, uh, some of the old Titans, so to speak. But um, the, big, the big theory behind what's going on is that Sargeras will fail and the Legion will get wiped. And that's the last thing that the Void needed to begin the Old God expansion. So then after that, the Old Gods will take everything over because there's nothing stopping them. And there will be this weird plot twist that Sargeras was actually you know, creating the Legion so that he could destroy the Void Lords and the Old Gods. But... He failed, so now the old gods are about to run rampant all over Azeroth and everywhere else. So, that's the big theory going around behind it. Doesn't not make sense. Yeah, which is uh, part of some of the stuff they've already data man data mined. It is le- le- leading heavily into a new Void Lord expansion, so we'll finally take down the last old god, Nazoth. Uh, so, we'll see. It just... It sounds interesting. We're going to a new planet, boys. And, you know, it's just... They're testing out new systems as well, as far as, like, mechanics. Because they're going to have these portals that lead you to other planets that the Legion has conquered for small raid... Or not raid, but small scenarios. And, uh, yeah, it's looking like a good patch. Like, wow... Tinner up for a sec. Does that potentially mean they're going to... Will, where you're going, be another zone you can, like, free roam in? It's actually a whole new zone. So it's they're possible that those will be kind of little island zones off that main zone. Yeah, but they're supposed to be taking place in another, on another planet. So the portal takes you to another instance, actually. But yeah, the uh, you're going. We're going to be going to Argus, so to speak, and they're releasing a ton of stuff. Like other than the the materials and whatnot, you've got new mounts and pets and a bunch of other stuff. But I think the main thing is like they've been really good about patching this game ever since Legion came out, as opposed to how they've done the last two expansions where there was just a huge, like, content drought. So, I think it's just nice to hear that, you know, you have developers now who are really focused and doing their thing. So, yeah. That's it from the WoW Report. That's your WoW Report. Yeah. (laughs) The WoW Report. Oh, yeah. Bring you hot, hot, hot news, news. From Azeroth. <laughs> yeah, I'm never doing that ever again. Uh, no, you kidding me? The WoW report's going to be a weekly segment now. Yeah, what's it going to be? Right, WoW is still a thing. <laughs> In other news. Guild Wars looks cool. the news, WoW has not gone out of business. Yeah. Blizzard continues to burn money because fuck it, why not? Yep. Although I do find it interesting that they're going to release... I wonder what the patch, like, I'm kind of conflicted because the patch is supposed to roll out next week on the 29th. Right smack dab in the beginning start time of the Destiny 2 beta for PC. Um, I don't think there's as, so this is why I kind of chose to double down on PS4. I don't think there's as much, I think Activision Blizzard finally realized that while there are similarities between the World of Warcraft and the Destiny community, there isn't probably as much overlap as you think there is. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I'm not saying WoW players don't like loot shooters, but you know what WoW players primarily play? WoW? Exactly. And it's not like they're... It's like... And if they're not playing WoW, they typically play Diablo or other similar games. Like, they're big into MMOs. And Destiny has kind of MMO-like qualities to it, but it also has, hey, you have to be good at first-person shooters or at least competent going on which is in kind of stark contrast to what an MMO is, which is all about kind of math and macros and timing and cooldowns. Like, you can technically play an MMO one-handed. Yeah, you could. Destiny, that, not actually... so much. Yeah. No, and I think Although, it's... Although, yeah. well, no, that could... You could technically... Or something weird like that, because you've seen those guys on Overwatch who've done it where, like, some dude played with the bongos from Donkey Kong. Yeah, if you get in my raid group in Destiny 2 and you're playing on the bongos, get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm not going to be part of your gimmick. <laughs> There's these two, I don't know, have you seen those videos, by the way? Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Guy Beats Dark Souls with Guitar Hero Controller. That was neat, but at the same time, it's like, you have a lot more free time than I have, dude. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's so. that, that stuff's neat and all, but at the same time, like, do you really want to be in the raid group with the guy who's doing his gimmick run? <laughs> I always am. I, aren't you the gimmick guy? That's how. <laughs> yeah. My gimmick is I don't show up, and then my uh, guild curses me out for never showing up. <laughs> What's his gimmick? He's never here. Good gimmick. <laughs> Solid uh, gimmick. Yeah. Well, so last but kind of not least, and to lead us into our main topic, the final Mass Effect Andromeda patch has come out. Update 1.10, or 1.1, if you're a stickler for how decimals work like I am, mm. has come and gone, and Bioware has announced that that game is now done. That is the definitive version of Mass Effect Andromeda's single player. Recore's I... getting a patch, and Andromeda's releasing their last one? Where the fuck do they get I... off? <laughs> to, to be fair, I don't think Andromeda launched as broken as Recore did. I guess. Yeah. Well, if fucking luck was it happy studios and Palmer Lucker you can still keep turning out a game that people have overwhelmingly refunded <laughs> uh, all right sure or I'm, I'm done interrupting nope sure I don't think how was the how did Palmer lucky wind up in that equation the fact that they're still made or sorry I didn't mean Palmer lucky I meant um what's his name the guy from uh no Man's Sky. Oh, uh, yes. I'm playing on his name now, too. That's the name I meant. Sure. Uh, but No Man's Sky is continuing to get supported, even though people over, like, the amount of returns on that game is absurd. And Andromeda is just kind of like, nah, we quit. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's different goals at that point. The No Man's Sky guys were trying to support a game, and have continued life of it. Andromeda is technically a single-player campaign at that point. Like, there's an end to it. 
I think lots of people, myself included, are surprised there's no DLC coming with it, no story DLC of any kind. Like, there's been nothing for single player except, hey, we fixed the facial textures and animations and stuff. And in their defense, it is a lot better than when it launched, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a... I think this is the last we'll hear from Mass Effect for a long time, because... Yeah, I, I just don't think at this point, like, it's the... You have, you have Mass Effect 3 that was kind of controversial. I like Mass Effect 3, but I'm in the minority. And then you have Andromeda that is undeniably kind of bad. Not as bad as some people want you to believe, but still definitely not a good game. Mm. Parts of it are fine, I guess, but... Eh. It's... I don't know. I I love the Mass Effect franchise, but I suspect I won't be hearing about it until, I don't know, 2050 or something. But that does lead us into our main topic this week, which is games that either got abandoned by their developers or, for some reason, we as players abandoned for one reason or another. You guys still there? Oh, yeah, no, we're yep. here. <laughs> I'm listening. All right. <laughs> you guys kind of had thoughts on this one, so you guys want to get us rolling on that? They come to me last. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. We bring up this topic, and you know what game I'm going to bring up. <laughs> like, there's a... I, I, I'm not... prepared for this one. I'm going to fight you a little bit, because... I Stand By That Game got cancelled, not abandoned. No, that game was cancelled for a long time. Or, sorry, abandoned a long time before they finally pulled the plug on it. So, of course, if you're not uh, aware, uh, I talk about a game pretty often, and I bring it up because I'm bitter about it. But, EverQuest! Um, no! 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 Star it's Wars actually... Online? No! It's uh <laughs> Diablo so it's, 2. Wildstar? No. Yeah, yes, Wildstar. Actually that's actually can that game is still being supported. No, Wingnuts. No. Payday 2? You got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Matrix Online. Mass Effect 3? Uh, those... <laughs> oh. I meant no, to say Half-Life uh, 3 actually, but Oh. No, that game just keeps getting pushed back cuz every time somebody brings it up, Gabe pushes it back another year. So, but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, uh, played Matrix Online for a long time. And so, it was looking pretty good. We had a couple content patches, stuff was going on, and that game became a former, like, a shell of its former self, so to speak, because they kept getting gutted, uh, the, cinema the cinematics got gutted, the events got gutted, and it just basically was slowly and surely rotting away. But you can very much feel that the game was abandoned by SOE. So that was kind of a thing. And so as a person who played a game that was abandoned, especially one that was supposed to be an ever-evolving game because it is the world of MMOs, it kind of fucking sucked. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I kind of say I kind of feel for the Mass Effect Andromeda players because I mean, people who enjoyed that game, I'm sure weren't expecting that their game was... Well, you know, that's so, it, right here. That's the thing. Like, the single-player 
had problems, the multiplayer is still being pretty well supported. I think that the announcement was just for ending single-player support, not we're not doing more multiplayer, because multiplayer lets Bioware print money a little bit, because you can buy stuff for it. Yeah, but, like, here's the thing, like, what... The thing with that is just, like, if you're abandoning the single-player campaign, that means there's no more story. And Bioware's thing is fucking story. They're not a multiplayer game company, it uh, feels like. People got weird, I can't believe defending this one. People get into the Mass Effect. They were big into Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. I, I, When we did the marathons for it, I actually checked it out afterwards, and people were still fucking playing it in some mm. dark twist of events, and... I get the impression those people are now playing a lot of Mass Effect Andromeda's multiplayer, but I could be wrong. I never checked it out because I was never a huge fan of Mass Effect 3's, despite yeah. playing a lot of it. But I mean, Mass Effect, I think Mass Effect at its core has always been a story, single-player-driven game. I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah. that's, how, that's how I've always feel as in marketing. And they're essentially abandoning the core of what that game was. So for me, like... I don't know. To think that they're still going to invest in multiplayer stuff that's not like, you know, a money grab of like loot boxes or dumb shit like that, that's, that's fucking terrifying to me as a, as, a, as a person who would own that game. I don't own the game personally because I saw all the bad shit that went on with it. Like, for me, that's super disheartening and I honestly wouldn't put my trust in that kind of company. Like, having something like that happen. You know? Like, that's part of the reason I've like... After that, I, I kind of just stepped away from SOE games. Like, I was done with it. And it's ever since to this day, it's left a bitter taste in my mouth about it. So, if anybody from here used to work for SOE, I'd like to say fuck you for destroying the Matrix Online. But that's just a personal thing. Yeah. But, but thank you for all the swell memories. Bitterness. <laughs> thank you for all the swell memories, though. I did have fun at SOE Fanfare a year. For one year. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... maybe I'm over-exaggerating it, but, like, having the idea of a game that, you know, at its core was a RPG story-driven game, all of a sudden abandoned the RPG story element of the game for just multiplayer, you know, it's just, it's not, what's what's stopping them from being like, hey, we're just gonna stop supporting multiplayer, well, what you got here is what you got. That happens all the time with games, though, too. I, I, yeah, but so yeah. early in the, in, in the, in its game's life cycle, uh, like, hell, Fucking No Man's Sky still putting putting shit out there. Yeah, and you keep going back to that. One. It's actually not a bad point to bring up. Like that thing is still, I'm not gonna say going strong, but continues to exist. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's just it's it. I think it's a terrible fucking decision. But then again, this game just kind of looked like it was a train wreck waiting to happen, and now people are seeing the rubble. Yeah, and like they, it's not they didn't try and the game is in a significantly better spot than it was when the game came out. Like, it, I would call the current version of the game playable, if not maybe enjoyable. That game has other flaws that are problematic. Like, I didn't stop playing that game because I wasn't having fun with it. It was the that game has a high level of repetition. Like, for better or worse, the other Mass Effect games have a pretty tight, linear path you follow, despite kind of all the poking around RPG-ness. This game mm. had an open world that was kind of cool, except for the fact that, like, I got three or four planets, and I'm like, wait, it's another fucking planet? Bet I do, yup, the exact same shit as the last planet. Hmm. Yeah, I, I... 
there was stuff I liked about that game, and there, there was stuff I really didn't like about that game, mostly how it was, yeah, it's that thing I've already done once. Joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I... The word abandoned may be a little strong in this case, but it's also, it is mildly accurate. Like, there are so, there are several major plot points, I guess, at the end of that game that are left very un... kind of tied off. Like, they're just kind of out there flapping about in the wind, being like, hey, um... <laughs> uh, anyone gonna come back and fix this shit? Yeah, that's just, uh, I don't know. It just seemed weird, like, for such a big AAA-esque title, to have them just abandon it so early is just really disheartening. I don't think they abandoned it that early. That game's been out for, when did that When did that game come out? It came out this year, a couple months ago. Yeah, I... That's early, like... For most of Obus Ages, that's really fucking early. Yeah, it's still say it's been about Alex half a year. One. It's been six My months. My car has a longer break-in period than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Your car didn't ship as flawed as this game did either, though. Yeah. But enough about Mass know. Effect Andromeda. Anyone want to go anywhere weirder with this, or... What's actually... weird about this is I've actually, like, never really had this scenario, because... Really? I am not an MMO player. The only game I can think of offhand that this very definitely happened to is Battleborn. Sure. Which I abandoned long before the devs. If they haven't abandoned oh, that game, they should. they're still screaming you should play that game. Yeah. Yeah. They're still trying. I mean, no point, but they're doing it. <laughs> And, um, but, like, most of the games I've played throughout my life, the biggest, like, massive multiplayer online things I ever did was probably Battlefield Bad Company 2, followed by Battlefield 3, Team Fortress 2, League of Legends, Overwatch, and I guess one of the things to bear in mind is that League of Legends was a five-year commitment, like... So there wasn't, like, I haven't had this thing that you guys had of, like, oh, I played an MMO, and then it got abandoned, and I picked up a different MMO. Yeah. I never had that. I've never been through multiple MMOs. I've never had an MMO I played for more than a week, I don't think. They just don't hold my attention. Well, but at the same time, too, you have kind of walked away from League, despite previously being really into League. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But, like, most of the games I play are single player like resident evil doesn't need like continuous support i guess maybe that's a function of they ship me a more complete game in the first place sure um but like i don't need continuous support i don't need them to continue to add content to re7 i'm glad they did i got my 60 dollars worth of storyline out of that like it's very infrequent for a game I'm playing to be like, oh my god, they need to fix the shit out of this, and then it doesn't happen. Um, other big massive onlines, I guess, I played a ton of Killing Floor 1, which was supplemented by they made Killing Floor 2. Um, Like... I don't know. I haven't had this experience nearly as much as you guys have where, like, a project's gotten abandoned while you liked it. 
Yeah. Um, I've had games that I got into that the community left, which is probably, I guess, like Dino D-Day, but on the whole, that hasn't really happened to me that much either. Yeah, and I guess to that point... Now I've, that I know the behavior, I avoid it. Yeah, and I guess to that point, I've walked away from more games that I've been abandoned on. Like, it's... Like, I, I feel bad saying it. Like, I keep trying to finish Nier before Destiny 2 comes out, and I, I keep walking away for it, like, for a whole month at a time, where it's like, I... I'm digging this game, but I'm not. I I keep walking away that I'm like I I can't get back into it. Why? Because I've walked away too many times. I I'd have to restart, and I don't want to do that at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have my I didn't have my roommate accidentally delete my save like you did, but. <laughs> but that's well, a good reason. My roommate also got back to where we originally were. Yeah. He did that over a week. It's like I unfucked it. Yeah, no, like the like the first time I played Persona Four, I I think I I played a bunch of it and then got like really far in a dungeon that I shouldn't have been as far in, and then just got wrecked. And I I walked away from that game for a solid like year, year and a half, maybe even two years, and it just kind of sat there. And eventually, I'm like, okay, I got to go back and check this shit out. But it took a lot of effort to like, get back into gear and play that game all the way through, because it was just, like, man, it's the point I got to last time and got just splattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been a weird year of me walking away from games I'm genuinely enjoying, but then, like, God, January and February and March, I guess, this year were brutal because every single time I started to play something, like, I only just finished... uh Horizon Zero Dawn, and I like that game a lot, but at the same time, it was I don't want to pick that back up again. Why? It's been like a month and a half, and I've played like 13 different games since then. This is mm-hmm. stupid. It's hard for me to go back to stuff, I'm realizing. Not so much sticking with something, but if I put something down for more than a week, going back and picking it back up is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like, we got a couple requests of like, hey, when you like, when you gotta do like a full stream of Mass Effect Andromeda, I will never do that because I do not want to play that game ever again. <laughs> and not because the game mm. got bad, but because when I got enough distance from it, the parts I enjoyed were it had a kind of cool combat system. The rest of that game, I'm like, that kind of really pissed me off, actually. At the same time, I'm also kind of like, you should finish that before Destiny 2 comes out. Why? Because you started playing it. Oh god, I've played a lot of games to completion I did not enjoy. (laughs) Dishonored! You didn't like Dishonored? I don't like the original Dishonored. I like the second Ah. one a lot. The first one I got problems with. I say, are you only finding about this now, Alex? Yeah, no, I didn't know about that. I'm kind of surprised, considering all the crazy shit you can do with that game. Um, uh, yes, but a lot of that crazy shit works towards you getting the shit ending of that game, and I don't like games where it's like, hey, you have all these awesome things you can do, but if you do them, you're the bad guy now. I'm not going into this again. I've been over this one enough times. Like, Dishonored 2 fixes my issue with Dishonored 1, where it's like, hey, there's cool shit. If you murder people or not, 
that's up to you. Most of the shit's non-lethal, but can be lethal. Do it yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. hmm. Ah, I... Not too much sparking on my end with this topic, I guess. I was kind of hoping you guys might have a fun example or two to go along with it. It's it's weird talking about games that were like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of a weird topic only because like you know, it's hard to find a game that you you had that attachment to, and then all of a sudden it's like gone, but not because of your choosing, you know? Yeah, like I I played WoW at one point. Extracting myself from that was like walking through a billion spider webs at once just wanted to pull me back into that game. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't abandon games. I, like, run screaming from the room and then, like, move to another town and change my name. Yeah. Well, I'd say at least maybe um, we could all kind of classify it under a good thing that uh, it's not common for these projects to get abandoned. Yeah. It definitely seems to happen with MMOs just because MMOs die, but... Well, they're also... They're expected to be eternal. When they when they sold me uh, Resident Evil 7, I was expected to play the game and then leave them alone. Yeah. Um. With, you know, Evercrack Ever or something like that. They're anticipating you were going to play that game until they stopped making it. And eventually, you know, just from a sheer practical standpoint, I mean they're going to grow up at some point. Like, the devs are going to just, you know, die over time. That's morbid. And also it the is, plot to Ready Player like, One. It's what? The plot, essentially, to Ready Player One. <laughs> um, but, I mean, when you think about it, like, eventually, all of these things need to stop being supported. Like, the time will come. Yeah. yeah. Maybe something like WoW is eternal enough that it'll be the, you know, if you replace every single plank of wood on the boat, is it still the same boat? Except for it's if you replace every single dev in the company, is it still the same company? Well, it, to the point on WoW, like, it's amazing that game is still not just around, but relevant at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is just some insane what-the-hellness. Yeah. They're kind of a weird little, uh, kind of a weird thing that kind of worked out that WoW was so good. But I think there was just kind of an interesting backing behind it and a look. Like, I honestly think the fact that WoW didn't have these crazy advanced graphics for its time genuinely helped that game. No, and you're talking it, about uh, games with style age better than games that are, like, super realistic. Yeah. That's always been the case. Like, if you can get a look down that's not necessarily cutting edge, but does intrigue and excite, you will do better mm -hmm. in the long run, because you won't age out of that graphic level. Yeah. Yeah. Feels though we've beaten this one as much as we can, probably. We've definitely drawn it out probably longer than we should. Uh, I think so. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. I am. We have no emails this week, which is sad, but if you wanted to contact us and send us a message that we could read or respond to on the podcast, how would you do that, Jeff? Well, first you need to become a developer at Skype. Then oh, you God. need to <laughs> then you need to make an obnoxious fucking patch um 
that pops up and makes running a podcast really obnoxious. And then we'll probably wind up reading it while we're sitting there cursing out Skype's name. Alternatively, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Also, I learned while signing into Skype today that Skype does not replace... Quote, unquote, Skype is not a replacement for a phone. You cannot make emergency phone calls with Skype. Yeah. Or you cannot reach emergency services. It has connectivity issues. Hmm. But, yes. What was that email again, Alex? Uh, I believe it was uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Did you actually say it? I blanked out there for a second. Yes. I said, I believe oh, no, that I Jeff, email address. Oh. I did, yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry to interrupt, Alex. What's that web? What's that email address for third time? <laughs> What's that web address? <laughs> I'm out of it. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, it is uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down in the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. Email us. We like hearing from people. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Gives us something to talk about. Had some funny emails, but mm. yeah, that about does it for this week. I think. Uh, anyone got anything burning they want to bring up? No, I don't think I have anything uh, immediate other than uh, you know just doing my my thing streams occasionally throughout the week. So yeah, that's me. All right. Then. Oh, and of course, I should probably mention what it is, and that's uh, streaming. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, it is. You can reach me across the board at Mave Online. That's all my social medias. Uh, I got a Facebook page, which is the uh, the public Facebook page for my gaming stuff. Uh, what else do I have? A Twitter, an Instagram, a Snapchat. Uh, Sarah, haha, where you can send me random ass questions if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, come at me. Say hi. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably going to spend this week cracking down some Destiny um, Pop-Tarts. Oh, that's right! So I get that XP booster. Yeah. I hate Pop-Tarts so much. <laughs> if I wasn't doing my thing, I'd totally eat all your Pop-Tarts. So maybe look forward to a review of Destiny-flavored Pop-Tarts. I, I'm fine with the Rockstar drinks they're sponsoring, so screw that. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, content will continue as normal. Um, we're kind of in the slump. Uh, actually, no, we're not. Like New games are coming out. We'll have some one-offs, as we've been doing so far. We'll have Dauntless go up at some point. It may be up by the time you see this. We'll have Absolver. And, yes, I understand I keep saying this. We're in the pre-Destiny 2 era. If you don't like Destiny, I apologize. Starting... September 6th, I'll probably be talking about it a bunch for a little while. Mm-hmm. On a side note, Jeff starts his vacation hmm? September 6th. That's not actually happening. I just suspect you'll get... Jeff will find a way to make the sound of eye-rolling. <laughs> I'll record it and uh, <laughs> send it to you. Behold, sound of eye-rolling. But... Yeah, it does it for this week. Uh, check out the channel. I don't think we're going to stream anything between now and next week, but we might do something. I don't think so, but we might do something. Uh, yeah, you can find us at SWS Live on Twitch. We're something we could studios on YouTube. We've got a Twitter. We have an Instagram. we got stuff. Go find us. It's all under the same name. 
But, yeah. Who wants to take us out? Uh, Cue the fucking metal! <laughs>